Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Modern Outlook Podcast. And today, we're jumping into a few things, a little bit business related, not really business related, a little bit of a mixed bag today. And I'm excited for it. So let's get right into it. Hope everyone's doing well. The summer's finally starting to come around. Um, it's about to be June. So that's exciting, I guess, if you're a summer person. I'm not a big summer person. I don't love the heat. But I know for most people, that's like the prime time for them. And it is nice when the weather starts to turn a little bit. So no complaints, no complaints. But hope everyone's doing well. And first thing I was doing this morning was just looking through some newsletters that I get um, just from different sources, mostly business related, but a lot of them enter into the pop culture realm as well or just other other stuff that comes to mind for them. So good source of information. Decided to pull a couple things from them, talk about them a little bit. Nothing too in-depth today. Just kind of want to get on here and record something and start a conversation a little bit. So first thing I popped up though, and this has actually been going on for months now, like a long time. Um, and if you hadn't seen it, then do your research on it because it's a crazy story. But the FTX crypto company that has pretty much gone, I mean, it's bankrupt um, and scammed people out of a lot of money. And I'm not going to dive into that as much. Do your own research on that piece of it. See what they did. See what people are saying. It's a really deep web of lies and interplay between different people and companies and it's just a lot to dive into so i'm not gonna dive into that deep but what i do want to talk about today because what i've been seeing a ton of is all of the celebrities that endorsed ftx and its services or products whatever you want to put that and what that means for them and for us and and how well we should take from what i take from it and it's kind of crazy so the reason this came to my mind, and I know it's been going on since the beginning of the year, pretty much, is there's a lot of reports recently coming out that Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> NBA player, endorsed by FTX, endorsed FTX to consumers, was avoiding court documents and avoiding the class action lawsuit pages that are coming at them, or all the celebrities for endorsing it. And that just kind of got me thinking again, like that is a crazy thing that just kind of got swept under the rug. And for someone like Shaq to be avoiding those papers kind of feels like a little bit that potentially they knew that they were doing something a little wrong if you're trying to dodge that type of stuff. So there's 10 other celebrities in the suit with Shaq. And when you take a look at it, it's something that you kind of think – why would they do it? What was in it for them? Obviously, they're getting paid a ton of money to do it. And is that all it ever was? So when you take a look, I'll just read off a couple of the names that are also involved. Uh, Tom Brady and Giselle. I can't pronounce her last name, so I'm not going to try. Steph Curry, Trevor Lawrence, Shohei Otani, Kevin O'Leary, not, a, not an athlete, but world-renowned businessman and investor. Shaquille O'Neal. David Ortiz, Naomi Osaka, and others, but I'll leave it at there for them. 
the one person that actually didn't do it before I dive into that is Taylor Swift. Um, my girlfriend's a huge Taylor Swift fan. So as soon as the news dropped that she didn't partake when they reached out to her to endorse the product and be a spokesperson for it, um, she was she was telling me how great she is. And that's kind of funny. But also that, that kind of shows what these other people maybe should have been doing. If you're a celebrity and if you're someone of influence, you know what kind of pull you have on people. Whether you want to take that on and do good or bad or whatever helps you, doesn't help other people. And all these people have charities and they all help a ton of people. So these these people are not bad people. However, it goes to show that when there's a lot of money on the table, potentially the background research that goes into it is lacking a little bit. And for us as consumers... I think what FTX does with all of these celebrities is actually push everyone into a place where we can't and shouldn't trust celebrities for their word. And of course, you see celebrities endorse everything. So I don't know if anyone out there says, hey, this person invested in this, so it must be legit. Or they endorse this product, so I need to try that product. But there is a little bit to that. I mean, there's marketing theories into that where people see a person of power and they want to follow that person that's just how influence works so when you look at ftx and you see these long laundry lists of top top celebrities top names in media in sports in everyday business and investing it's hard to ignore that it's really really hard to ignore that and you what you would think at that point is that their teams did the background research of making sure everything checked out and everything was legal, especially in something like crypto. You would think that all that stuff kind of went through the processing and the background data that they knew it was all checked out and legal and nothing was going to happen or nothing that they could see was going to happen. But then you turn around and you look into the celebrities like Taylor Swift that didn't take the endorsement and take the money. And apparently it was, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's as simple as her team asking them how is this legal and how does it actually work to pretty much make sure it makes sense for her to endorse and that she's not leading people astray. And that was a breakdown of the conversation. That was it. Asking someone how is this legal and how does it work? And that is the end of that conversation. So you wonder what the celebrities that did endorse it, did take the money, what their conversations were. Like if you're Tom Brady, you're Shaq, you have multi, multi, multi millions of dollars, potentially billions in the long run. What questions were you or weren't you asking when that time came? It feels like, hey, is this legal was probably one of them or should have been one of them. Uh, How does this actually work? Is it safe for people? And again, because it's such a deep web of lies and deception, a lot of it maybe passed a sniff test for them. And there were some big, big investors and players in it, which also adds to credibility on the surface level. So I'm not fully blaming them, but for us as consumers, for them as celebrities, I feel like a lo- you have to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Like They have to know that this is something that we potentially have to look out for other people. I understand it's a huge deal for them, but they have to understand their influence. And then for us, when you're going forward and you see your next product or service or whatever it is that's endorsed by an athlete or celebrity or business person, whatever it is, maybe, I don't know, take a little bit and just think about it because it's crazy. It's actually insane that these celebrities have to go in this lawsuit and answer for this. And they should have to because a lot of people lost a lot of money and it's terrible. 
And these people were kind of on the forefront. Whether you want to believe it or not or agree or not, they were on the forefront. And I guarantee there's people that invested in this product because these celebrities decided that it's a good product or decided to convey the message that they believe that it's a good product, whether they did or not behind the scenes. And potentially it never even reached them. They just had their managers or lawyers or accountants or whatever it is, whoever it is, look into it and say, hey, this is good. Let's green light this. But I think it's a wake-up call for a lot of people, especially in the crypto space, to really start looking around and think, all right, if we're going to endorse something, we got to make sure it's buttoned up because we don't want to see something like this again. And we'll see kind of how it lays out for them when this lawsuit rolls around and they start going to court of uh, what exactly this means for them. And I'm not sure what a good answer is. You potentially say, hey, you have to pay back all the money that FTX gave you. Because in essence, it was just investors' money that was being siphoned off to you and FTX. Again, I don't know the lot. I don't know the entire web of it. I don't know the deals. That is just potentially what had happened, and we'll see how it comes from there. But that's the first thing that popped up, and I thought that was actually that's a crazy story that's not getting a ton of media attention, and maybe it will in the future. But man, oh man, Tom Brady, Shaq, Giselle, Naomi, whoever it is, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Second thing I saw today, and this is this one's a little bit scary. I don't know how I feel about this one. Is uh, Neuralink, the company by Elon Musk, that is a chip that goes into people's brains that can pretty much, well, he claims in the future will cure things like strokes and paralysis and amazing things to cure that we don't have a cure for right now. And the potential for it long-term is seriously the sky's the limit. We don't know what this thing can do. However, it just got cleared for the first time by the FDA for its first in-human study. And that's a scary thought. It's a scary thought, isn't it? Saying someone's going to put this chip in your brain and for all intents and purposes, it's going to cure whatever it is you need cured, which is amazing. But anytime you're implanting anything in your brain, especially like a chip or any piece of technology like this is, it turns into something a little different, right? It gets a little bit like cyborg-y, like robot-y almost. Like this is the next step to us being. Like first it was TVs. And then you fast forward and the next big piece of technology that came out that really changed our lives is obviously our cell phones or computers first and then our cell phones. And if you ever watch one of those like evolution um, videos with regards to how people, how AI says human race is going to evolve, it's always, it starts with low tech TVs, computers, phones, and then it turns into, you just see pieces of robots being put on humans, like a cyborg arm or legs or head or chest, whatever it is. And it feels like this is like the next step into that. Like, we always have our phones attached to our hand. It's always in our pockets. We always know where it is. And if you don't have your phone at this point, unless you planned on not having your phone on you, it's like almost anxiety-inducing, which is terrible. And it sucks that it's like that. But it's like, what if I miss a call or a text? Or what if I can't check Instagram or social media? And it's it's a lot. And I think potentially, long-term, this Neuralink, again, this is long-term, is the next step of that. Yes, for a while, I think it's going to be used as a medical device only, which is amazing. I want anybody who's had a stroke or suffers from paralysis or anything like that to be cured. And if this Neuralink chip can do that, that is something that 
will be the biggest, one of the biggest medical feats we've ever had. However, long-term, if this turns into a thing where you just can answer text messages in your head without thinking about it or talk back and forth without actually talking, just they sending like thoughts back and forth via Neuralink chip or any other chip, that's a scary thought. And I don't know how far off we are from that. 10 years, 10, 20 years, 30, 40, 50, who nobody knows. But uh, this is the first step into it. This is the first step into it, and we will see how it goes. I really hope it works. I won't be the first one in line, that's for sure. I won't be the second, third, fourth, or fifth person in line. I'll let it out there for a lot of years. <laughs> Make sure they get it right before I put it in my brain. But gosh, I hope it works. I really do for the people that need it. And the last thing, Twitter. The all-encompassing, the media headline-driving Twitter and Elon Musk behind it. I've talked in the past about Elon buying Twitter. Crazy concept that he bought a public company with just his own funds and obviously pulled a little bit of investor funds. But I think Twitter's a sneaky company going forward. I really do. They just had uh, Ron DeSantis announce his presidential election campaign on the platform in Twitter spaces. And Tucker Carlson, Carlson, I believe, is going to have a Twitter Spaces show as well, long term. And I think you're starting to see the ground kind of move around Twitter where it's going to be more than just a platform you go on to be in, to be mad at people and annoy people and to yell back and forth at everyone. I think it's going to turn into a real media power when people decide to do their announcements on Twitter via live feed and decide to take their shows onto Twitter when Twitter spaces. I think there's a lot more there than people are seeing right now. Again, Elon Musk said that at one point it's his, it's his biggest priority right now above Tesla, above Neuralink, above his many, many other projects, SpaceX and the others. And I don't think you bet against someone like Elon Musk. That dude's one of the smartest guys, if not the smartest guy in the world. I think if he buys a company and he thinks he can get it going and he could, thinks he could turn into something special, you have to really put some thought into that. And Twitter's kind of already on its way, even if you don't want to believe that or not. It's going to be something insane to watch over the next five to seven years, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the breath of actual streaming companies like a YouTube, like a Netflix, with the shows they have on it and the custom content that they can create through their creators. We'll see what it turns into long-term. And they have a lot of people they got to change their minds of in the meantime. Like myself, I hate Twitter. I don't like Twitter. I don't have, I have a Twitter. I follow like 10 people and I've never been on there. Um, I've never tweeted a single thing and I never will. But if it comes into a place where you're consuming content, I'll open a Twitter and just be one of those people that never tweets, but just watches things like I do on all my other social media. So it's something to think about, though. It's going to be a sneaky company going forward that I think could do something pretty crazy and and disrupt a lot of other companies. So that's what I saw this morning on the news. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Let's see where some of those things go. Let's keep our tabs on the FDA approval and FTXing especially, and Twitter's going to be a long-term thing, but we'll see. But anyway, enjoy your day, guys. And I'll catch you on the next one. Stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll see you. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA, 
slash SIPC advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Wealth Management Services and Securities America are separate entities. The opinions and forecasts expressed are those of the author and may not actually come to pass. This information is subject to change at any time based on market and other conditions and should not be construed as a recommendation of any specific security or investment plan. Past performance does not guarantee future results.